Let me open today's service with a couple of passages that we used last Lord's Day without any knowledge of what would take place in the days following. From Psalm 9, where we read the whole psalm, and I repeated these words over and over and over to you. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Higion, Selah. The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. Last Lord's Day, I repeated those verses to you several times, intentionally, so that you would remember the words. We had no idea of what God, in His sovereign providence over the universe, was going to do to the devil-worshipping island of Haiti. And this day, we will take up that subject And let the Word of God speak to us on what attitude a child of God ought to have toward that act of vengeance on the part of God toward a group of people who have set themselves against Him and against the white man's God in their hatred for the God of the Bible and their love for the man of sin who sits on His pretend throne in Rome and who open themselves up and beg for possession by the devil in their Roman Catholic voodoo worship. We had no idea. And so, since the world, including the Christian world, is all inflamed in their hypocritical love to send aid to the little children of Haiti while they abort and rip apart the children of America at the rate of 115,000 per day worldwide, by suction wands in the, mothers, in the wombs of mothers, we will deal with it from the Bible as to what our response should be, what our attitude should be, what the Bible has to say about such things. There is no such thing as a natural disaster. Right, right. Earthquakes don't occur without the Lord God who formed the earth by His spoken word, shakes the undergirdings of it just a little tiny bit so that the surface moves just a little tiny bit and all the works of men come tumbling down. He is great and glorious and He expects us to be able to see His hand in these events right along with the beauty of a rose, the fine engineering of a hummingbird, and the powerful glory of the sun. He expects us to be able to see Him and respond accordingly. It is very difficult to preach what I'm going to preach to you today, though I have preached it before. Because the entire world stands united against the Bible along with 99.9% of so-called Christians who have no clue about the Lord Jesus Christ. They ask, what would Jesus do? He'd be raising money and rushing down to Haiti. My wife brought this up to me on Friday evening because she was reading some blogs about all the money raisers saying, what would Jesus do? He'd be raising money to send it to Haiti. She said... Jesus already did what he would do. He brought the earthquake. Simple faith that there's a God in heaven and nothing happens according to fate and it's not Mother Nature and it's not a natural disaster. It's the work of God. And there's a proper attitude for us to have. It's a combination of humility, self-examination, love of the glory of God, hatred for sin and sinful men, 
We'll see it from the Bible. We want to be just like David. He was the sweet psalmist of Israel, but I'll tell you, he boiled with hatred for those that hated God. He had no love for the enemies of God. Psalm 139, verses 21 and 22. And I want you to remember that Jehoshaphat, though he was a great king and one of the three or four best kings of Judah, the Lord sent a prophet to him one day and said, I have somewhat against thee because you have aided and abetted those that are my enemies. And he was not speaking of Philistines or Egyptians. He was speaking of Ahab, the king of the other ten tribes. Right. Right. May the Lord give us the proper balance today. These verses we read last Lord's Day not having a clue of what the Lord was going to do in Haiti two days later at 4.53 on Tuesday afternoon, their time by shaking the earth a little bit, 8.1 miles beneath the center of their capital. We also read these verses last Lord's Day, and we went through them phrase by phrase, which also describe the God that we worship. Romans chapter 1, now let me just read them to you. Wherefore, because men are without excuse by his natural creation, because of all that he has created and all that he does by his providence in the natural realm, men are without excuse to know that he is God and to worship him accordingly, according to his eternal power and his Godhead. These things are plainly revealed by the natural creation. You do not need scripture or preaching to know these things because God sends a message day and night throughout the earth in every language and dialect for all men to know so that they are without excuse, as verse 20 tells us plainly. Because they rejected the knowledge of God according to his eternal power and Godhead, here's what God did to them. And he certainly did it in the island of Haiti because that island is known as a haven for sodomites. Romans 1.24, we didn't know what was coming on Tuesday afternoon when I preached these five verses to you. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie. I did not know what was coming, but is the Bible the sure word of prophecy? who changed the truth of God into a lie, dancing around a tree in your front yard and begging for possession by the devil after a Roman Catholic priest has prayed a ceremonial prayer, is changing the truth of God into a lie and worshiping and serving the creature more than the Creator. Because do you know what spirit they are begging to enter their bodies? The spirits of their ancestors, not the spirit of the living God who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. 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 Scripture says amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. It's entirely appropriate for God to rewire their brains and give them over to sodomy to dishonor their bodies between themselves because they would not give God the honor and glory that He deserved as their Creator. We learned all that last Lord's Day. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge... God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Those are the five verses from the New Testament that we used last Lord's Day. We had no idea what was coming on Tuesday afternoon. 
But we shall address what happened on Tuesday afternoon from the Bible this day to comfort your hearts and your minds and to tell you what attitude the Lord expects us to have regardless of the attitude of Madonna and Danny Glover and the other Christ-hating, truth-rejecting, sin-loving spokesmen for our ungodly, wicked, crooked, and perverse nation and generation. We are nothing. We are not popes, nor do we declare anything infallibly. All we can do is speak fallibly unless we speak according to God's Word. God's Word is infallible. And in it we trust. And we esteem all His precepts concerning all things to be right, and we hate every false way. But neither will we exercise ourselves in matters too high for us. We will simply submit it into the justice of God because it seemed good in His sight. But there are certain things that we are to recognize, and that includes generalizations about nations because the Bible recognizes them. And the generalization about Haiti is that they're a bunch of devil-worshipping Roman Catholics and the laziest, sorriest, poorest, most mooching group of people in the Western Hemisphere and maybe the entire planet. All men have known that, and they are speaking about it right now, even those that are sending aid to them. They know they're the most dysfunctional group of people that have ever assembled as a nation in the present era. Now you say, you're saying a lot of nasty things about Haitians. Yeah, and what did the Apostle Paul write to Titus about the Cretans in Titus chapter 1? Have you read your Bible to know that the Bible just speaks plainly about things that you know to be true, but you're afraid to say them because they're not politically correct? In the Bible, the Apostle Paul told Timothy, the Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, and slow bellies. They're lazy, vicious, and liars. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply in the faith, that they may be sound in the faith. That's the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy great and glorious name. There is a reason that the scriptures address thee, O Father, as the dreadful and terrible God. We worship thee. On our faces in our hearts, we worship Thee, O Lord. There is nothing good in us. There is no wisdom in our minds. There is no virtue in our hearts. There is no goodness in our flesh. Anything good we have is by Your grace that You have powerfully created in us unto good works, and by Your powerful Spirit in regenerating us, for we were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. We followed the same course with this world, and willingly followed the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that works in those children of disobedience. But our Father, we shall not mourn this day for Your judgment upon those who hate You. We shall glory and rejoice that there is a God in heaven with a reward for the righteous and punishment for the wicked. And the difference is obvious enough to those with any understanding, and we thank Thee for that understanding. We thank Thee for Thy holy word that describes from the beginning casting our first parents out of Your garden of paradise with a condemnation of death and eternal death hanging upon them for one small transgression. We praise and bless Your holy name, all the way to the end of this book where it declares 
that those who take away from your word shall have their part taken out of the book of life, and those who add to thy words shall have all the plagues of that book added to them. Thou art a great and glorious God. Thou hast created us for thy pleasure and for thyself. And this day we turn our hearts and our minds heavenward instead of earthward. We worship the Creator more than the creature. And we trust the Creator's merciful, benevolent, long-suffering execution of vengeance and judgment in the world to be right and holy and perfect in every way. Heavenly Father, before we proceed, for every single child of God, believing saint, repenting sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ on the island of Haiti, we pray for your blessing by your Spirit in their inner man, and we pray that you would provide every physical need that they have. Heavenly Father, you have told us to care for your poor in every place that call upon your name. And we pray for them at this hour. We do not know them by name. We do not know how many of them there might be. But we know this, that the foundation of God standeth sure. The Lord knoweth them that are His. And Heavenly Father, You know Yours in the island of Haiti. And we pray for Your mercy upon Yours. And You are able to save them in the midst of judgment, just as You teach us in the epistle of Jude in Second Peter chapter 2, by delivering Lot and his wife, and his two daughters out of the city of Sodom, reserving it and all of its inhabitants for judgment, but delivering your own. We thank thee that the wicked angels are held in chains under the great day of destruction, but there are elect angels that you have delivered and upheld by your mighty power, that they would not sin and fall with the others. And we thank thee that in the days of Noah, you saved him, his wife, and his three sons and their wives, eight in all, while there were millions Drowning in the waters outside that ark, thou art able to reserve the unjust unto judgment and to deliver your people. And we pray for that blessing upon your saints in Haiti. Our Father, forgive us our sins. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. We hear the words of the Lord Jesus Christ plainly speaking to us. That when he was told of the tower in Siloam that had fallen and killed a number, that he said, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. O Lord, we do not want to be numbered with the rebellious of Israel who rejected the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We look for his coming this day. We pray that you will send your son, our Savior, into this assembly, that he will walk among and around this candlestick and around all his candlesticks throughout the earth, and that we will give him honor and glory, blessing, riches, and wisdom this day by our singing, our praying, our preaching, our hearing, and our fellowship together. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us. Teach us and show us, if there be any wicked way in us, that we might cast it from us, confess it humbly and freely to thee, and be forgiven by your great mercy that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Our Father, we pray for your churches throughout the earth, where they call upon thee in sincerity and in truth, 
where God ordained men called by the Lord Jesus Christ will stand up this day and preach your precious word. We thank thee for their beautiful feet and that the truth of the gospel is going out around the world most in most places where we do not even know of them. But we pray for your blessing upon them. Heavenly Father, open the minds of your ministers and fill them with knowledge and understanding to be able to communicate that to their hearers. Open their hearts and fill it with a passion for the truth and for souls and for the glory of Jesus Christ. Deliver them from their enemies. Put a hedge about them. Bless these churches that are thine. Increase them, O Lord, with the increase of God. Cause them to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, preserve our nation. It tries to act so loving and charitable while it murders the unborn. Heavenly Father, it has everything turned upside down. The pillars and the foundations of this nation are being destroyed. What can the righteous do? Our Lord, have mercy upon this nation and preserve it for the sake of our children and our children's children that they might have the quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and honesty that we have enjoyed for so long. Our Father, we thank Thee for predestinating grace and mercy that chose us in Christ Jesus before the world began and made us accepted in Thy Beloved, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died to redeem us from all our sins that we might receive the forgiveness of sins and the adoption of sons. We thank Thee, O Lord, for the love that You have bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God, and therefore the world does not know us, and therefore we are crucified to this world. We are strangers and pilgrims, passing through this foreign place, waiting for our home in Canaan to be delivered from this Egypt, that we might cross that Jordan and end up in the promised land where Abraham dwells, and all our brothers that have gone before us. Bless us, Heavenly Father, to set our affection there and to care for everyone who has faith and hope in that place while we're here on earth. Our Father, without Your Spirit, our worship will be in vain. We thank Thee for the Word of God that is given to us by His inspiration, but we pray that You would fill us with His presence, that we would know Thee, And delight in Thee, and love Thee, and praise Thee as we ought, by His power. Enable us, O Lord, and direct our hearts heavenward. Lift us up in the Spirit, that we might worship Thee with all our might, according to truth, in this hour. Hear us as we call upon Thee. We are thankful to be Thy dear children. We are thankful that You have saved us, and we are bound to give thanks always to Thee, Heavenly Father, for having chosen us from the beginning to the belief of the truth by sanctification of the Spirit. Hear us, Heavenly Father. We do love Thee. We humble ourselves before Thee. We confess the sins of our race. And we pray that You would have mercy upon us and bless us in this hour. Cause us to know the truth of Your Word. Let us not veer to the left hand or to the right hand. Let us not add to or take away from your precious word, let us not misdivide or give an improper sense on any passage of Scripture, but let us hold fast to that which is good from your word. Have mercy, O Lord, as we call upon thee.
In Jesus' name, amen.